I need y'all to grind just as much as I'm grinding. If I'm not grinding as much and you feel like I need to do more, you need to push it, put me, put more on me. You feel what I'm saying? And, and that's the type of circle you want. And when you got people like that, and that's why I enjoy being around you, Katie, because I know what type of person you actually are and things like that. And, and I know you're driven and, and willing to go far and beyond to get something accomplished. Welcome to Built with me, Katie chung Listen every week as I talk with athletes, entertainers, and entrepreneurs about how they built who they are today and get the inside scoop about their lives. Hey guys, welcome to my very first episode of my very first podcast, Built with me, Katie chung Now for my first episode, I am bringing on one of my favorite NFL players who has actually become quite a friend, if I can call him that. And now every time I've wanted to do this podcast show, he has been at the top of my guest list because he has had such an amazing journey, story, and just a positive outlook on life. Marquise Lee, now he is actually from Inglewood, California. He didn't grow up playing sports. He has a great story and a great journey into the professional league. USC All-American, Bolitnikov winner, and now a Patriots wide receiver. Welcome, Marquise. I appreciate you. Thank you for allowing me to be on the show. Of course. You have always been at the top of my list because I love the person that you are. You're so positive. You have such a great outlook on life. You just always want to help people. So growing up in California in Inglewood, I know that football wasn't really on your radar and it wasn't really something that you were were always wanting to do. So how did you get into to football? Um, and honestly, I was kind of forced. Um, I played a little bit of Pop Warner, um, but after Pop Warner, I actually wanted to shut it down and play basketball. Um, once I got to Sarah, though, um, one of our DB coaches was like, I'm not having it. You coming out um, and you're going to play. So I actually just went out and from there on um, met great friends and great players on the team and just went on from there. So you're just a natural born athlete is what you're saying? Uh, God gifted, thank God. God gifted. Okay, that's a good way to put it. So not all of us are as God gifted as you, but yes. And I know that um, you kind of had a little bit of a rougher upbringing. Is that something that you like to share with people as far as, you know, helping younger generations? Um, I don't mind. I mean, my, my lifestyle come growing up was, was kind of difficult. Um, but for me, that's kind of my chip on my shoulder, my motivation and to continue to keep driving and actually going. Um, um, and actually just, it's a gauge for myself. Uh, I know what I've been through, so at the end of the day, I just want to see how far I can get um, based on the odds in which it was against me at that point in time. Yeah, so what would you give maybe kids your age, let's say eight-year-old Marquise Lee, striving to be something better? What advice would you give them? Um, for the most part, the main advice is stay positive. Um, regardless of all any situation that you're going through, um, I know it's a lot of situations out there where a lot of young folks is going through crazy situations that's way worse than mine, but just try to stay positive. Because at the end of the day, when you really think about it and sit down and really think about it, like it's somebody out there who's going through something way worse. And not saying that should help your situation, but um, should shed a little bit of light on your situation in the sense of you can't feel that much bad for yourself. You know what I'm saying? You just got to find a way to get up and get out of it. And staying positive is a main way that you can honestly do that besides keep driving you know what i'm saying you, you, you fail it doesn't matter if you fail just keep going um i ran in a lot of situations where i have friends not only in middle school and high school where i felt um was good enough to make it to the nfl and things like that but 
wasn't able to due to the fact that that they ran into a brick wall and they decided to quit while others ran into the brick wall and decided to run through it instead of making that brick wall stop them. I think that's a great point because if you were to talk to anybody, and I truly believe this, everyone is fighting something or everyone is trying to overcome something. And if you let that one thing, whether it be, you know, a death in your family or you lost your job, whatever it is, I think that too many people use that as a crutch and they use that as an excuse where that's the point in your life where you need to make a decision. This is going to make me either grow and and be stronger or this is going to break me. And I think those are two types of people out there. And so obviously we see which direction you go where you succeed. And like you said, you're playing with a chip on your shoulder and it's making you better and it's making you motivated. So I think that's that's great to to have that outlook on life. So you went from just jumping into a sport and being good. And then you were good in high school and then you're good in college. At what point did you realize like, hey, I could be a professional NFL player? <laughs> um, don't forget, I worked very hard. <laughs> Besides the guy getting Oh, I know you worked hard. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, um, in all honesty, uh, like my second year of college, after my second year of college, I knew that um, that I had the capability to actually go to the NFL. Um, in high school, in honesty, it wasn't a thought. Uh, for me, it was just in just having fun for the most part. Um, it wasn't even my favorite sport. You know what I'm saying? So I was just doing it to stay in shape as far as that time of the season. Um, but once it came down to it for me making a decision to go to college, I did choose USC. Um, and it was great. Um, had a great experience, um, but the transition into the NFL was something crazy and totally different too. Um, what would you relate that to? I guess coming from college to to the professional league, what was the biggest difference? Maybe the size of the players, the speed, the mentality, competition. Um, it's a little bit of everything. In all in all honesty, like. As a kid, you know, for, for those who watched a little bit of football and things like that, like some of these people you grew up watching as a kid. So you are some way, I wouldn't say intimidated, but anxious to go out there and play against them, which being too anxious can, can fault you at a, in the sense of, of the sport, you know what I'm saying? Just being too hyped to go out there and things like that. But um, the transition is just like, it's just like that, that middle school to high school. You know what I'm saying? Like you you got a platform where you enjoyed, you enjoyed everybody, you did everything you're supposed to do, then boom, now you hit high school, everything changes. New friends, new classes, new new style. Um, just a new transition you gotta transition to. And that's the same thing with the NFL from college to the NFL. Like, yeah, you might think just because you went to college you know, but no, once you get to the NFL, you gotta learn the way of living, uh, where to live, um, um, the right places to go right places not to go uh um you know what i'm saying just adjustments if you got a family moving them over there and things like that as far as the playbook it's like it's time management and if you don't understand that going in you're gonna have a rough time yeah absolutely i think that i've heard that it's something like going from driving on a regular road to like driving in nascar where everything's just kind of like sped up and new and you just kind of got to keep up with everybody and you're just kind of thrown into it that's exactly how it is in all honesty but you gotta understand it's your job so you really have no excuse and not the biggest thing i tell everybody is everybody who's in it like everybody has to do it 
So it's not like, oh, well, he could not. Like, everybody has to do it at a point in time, so you might as well get on the program and get going. But it is fast. And you see the transition as in, in once you hit the NFL from going to practice, from practice to, to the preseason, and you hit the preseason thinking the preseason fast, but no. You hit the season, the season even faster. Now you hit playoffs, it's even faster. So it's adjustment every 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 step you go. Every step you get the closer to that Super Bowl, and I and I think it's a transition you got to make. Um, one, your body be fully fatigued, so you always got to find a way to figure it out. So like literally every time throughout the season, it just keeps challenging you over and over as you get later on in the season oh yeah for sure when you start the regular do preseason and the regular things like that like preseason it's not as bad um but it is faster than what we learned coming out of college then you think you got everything set and you you prepare because you hit the preseason then you hit a season you think everything's a lot faster which it is then once you think everything's about to be done you, you got to think we only had what 10 games 12 games at the most in, in, in college now we got 16. So obviously the professional league as as hard as it is you have your own obstacles so yeah you made it to the NFL, but it hasn't always been easy in your career. I know that in 2017, you had a complete MCL, ACL, and PCL repair. And that's something that I I could, couldn't imagine coming back from. So what's your mentality when you're, when you're rehabbing that and when you're coming back from such a devastating injury? Um, it's dreadful in all honesty. Um, for me, I'm the type of person I'd rather go run 10 miles than me to go get rehab in all honesty. I'm not a fan of it. Um, the injury was devastating, but um, I mean, it's just it's like everything else. Like, it's people went through way worse who came back from it. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm from the hood, so you see people who got shot and come from things like that, which is way worse than I feel like in the injury. Um, but the way I look at it and the way people should look at it is it's all depends on what type of person you want people to see you as. Like, <clears throat> it's always easy to just quit. That's such a testament to your character, and that's you know why I want people to listen to this podcast or watch this video is to just showcase your outlook, and that right there is such a such a great example. I mean, I, yeah, I learned a lot growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was stubborn when I was a kid. You know, I didn't want to learn, didn't want to listen, and now going through all the things I went through and being that where I'm at today, just learn like what can make it easier just on people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was never a fan of football, and I understand that. Um, but at the end of the day, God put me in a position to play the game. Um, I never knew what for, and to this day, I'm still trying to figure out why. But I know at the end of the day, like, I've been through a lot of crazy things. And my thing is, if I can say a couple things or go out to the streets and help as much as I can to help kids who was in my position right now to benefit or get over this situation, then why not? You feel what I'm saying? That is my calling at this sense. I know what I've been through. I know I never had help in the sense of people coming talking and, and reaching out to me and things like that. Yeah, I had a great couple of mentors that I encountered. Um, but other than that, I didn't really have much. You know what I'm saying? In and out of foster care, staying in motels and things like that. That's not fun. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't change it for the world. You know what I'm saying? Because they helped me become the man that I need to be and who I am now, which is why I'm here. Like, we're here to help. It's a lot of more people. I mean, I'm in a great situation. I'm in a play in the NFL. I'm now going on my seventh year. You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't I give what I got back to those who need it? 
it only going to take a little bit of time. It's not much. And while we're on that topic, you actually just started a foundation, right? Called yeah. Team Lee Foundation. The Team Lee Foundation. <laughs> it was a process, in all honesty. And I appreciate you because you're a great person on this board of my foundation. She is a great person on my board of foundation. But um, um, the Team Lee just thing was just uh, me growing up. I had one coach um, from USC um, who kept continuing to tell me, keep your circle tight. Um, keep your circle tight. And at that time, I thought I knew what he was talking about. You know what I'm saying? And, and me growing up now, like now I fully understand what he's talking about and what he meant about keeping your circle tight. And um, the team lead thing, that's the, like my social media and everything. It was all about just me creating just my group of people and that I enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Or that I'm willing to open my doors up and allow people in just to enjoy the, the type of family and, and camaraderie that we got within the Team Lee Foundation. And that's what we're gonna always give. And I want people who are always gonna rep and be around it to know that we're always gonna be out there trying to help as much as we can, regardless of what we got. You know what I'm saying? The little we do got, that's what we're gonna give. We're gonna give you a little of the little that we got, but we're gonna try to find a way. At the end of the day, that's our goal. I think that it's important that you mentioned the you got to keep your circle tight. And that's something growing up that I was always taught too. And, you know, there's people that say you're like the five people that you are around the most, right? So you want to keep that circle not only tight, but you want to keep that circle elevated and challenging you and pushing you in a positive direction. And that's the main thing. In all honesty, my, my last teaching thing for the kids out there is, is make sure your circle is motivating you and keeping you on top of what you're supposed to do. But besides that, they're doing what they're supposed to do at the end of the day, too. I feel like um, growing up and, you know, just me paying attention to the outside, being outside in the groups is just, I see a lot of people pushing one person, but at the end of the day, hyping this person because he's in the NFL and things like that, but they're not doing things for themselves. You feel what I'm saying? And, and, and that's where I wanted to change that. And that's what made me, you know, man, because now I get the chance to sit down and really talk to other men in my circle and let them know like hey we need to get on top of it i need y'all to grind just as much as i'm grinding if i'm not grinding as much and you feel like i need to do more you need to push it put me put more on me you know what i'm saying and and that's the type of circle you want and when you got people like that and that's why i enjoy being around you katie because i know what type of person you actually are and things like that and, and i know you're driven and and willing to go far and beyond to get something accomplished and that's the thing for me and my foundation you know what i'm saying like we all about just making sure we help people and getting that accomplished and making people understand like you got help out here you ain't never alone regardless of the situation if you got to reach out and try to find us it is what it is once you get to us we're gonna respond and we're gonna make sure you need what you need and i know with you being on that foundation that that's exactly gonna get done well, thank you for the compliment. It, it really humbles me, especially coming from you, because I honestly, I, I really admire you and your character. And there's so many times where you could have quit or you could have gone a different direction and you didn't. Sure. And that speaks to, to you as a person. So I'm, I, I love it. Appreciate Absolutely. It. So saying all this, it's a, it's a new season. It's a new team yeah. and you're a new dad. <laughs> So there's a lot of a lot of new coming up this year. And what do we expect from you? I guess let's start with the the Patriots. You are now a New England Patriot. How excited are you for that? Oh, I'm very excited. In all honesty, I've had the opportunity to to go out there and showcase what I can do and what I can provide for the team. Um, like a typical tryout, 
Um, so I'm just taking full advantage of it in all honesty. Um, after the knee surgery, I had a shoulder shoulder. So my thing is, I'm just trying to see where I stand and how much I can put forth and help the team as much as I can. You know, New England is a great team, so it's not much that they really need help with. But um, I'm just trying to come in and provide as much as I can. But I'm very excited about the new opportunity. And you said that um, you said a couple of players had reached out to you and welcomed you to the team already, right? Yeah, I had a couple of players um, from just the receivers from, you know, just new and, and Julian. Um, Demir Berg and all them, Nikhil and Harry. No, it felt great. In all honesty, then um, I had to like a quarterback like um, B Hoyer reach out to me and just say congratulations being on the team. Looking forward to uh, um, meeting you and things like that. So um, I'm very excited. I feel like I'm not out there alone. I feel like everybody wants me to succeed. Um, nobody wants me to fail. So at the end of the day, I just it's all on me at this point. Yeah, absolutely. What I'm curious of your thoughts for the new season. Now, we can't ignore the whole coronavirus that's going on. And there's talks about maybe starting a season without fans. How do you think that's going to affect games? I mean, for me, I feel like we have talked about this before where it's almost like it's going to feel like a scrimmage. Do you think that's going to take down the intensity of the playing if it's going to alter the game in any sort of way for players? Honestly, I can't I can't really pinpoint it. Um, it is going to be different. Um for sure for the fans not being able to come out and experience tailgate and coming out experience games like that but for the safety of you know of all of us it's it's, it's mandated and it's needed um for us as players i don't know too many of the players but for me in all honesty like i really don't hear you guys <laughs> <laughs> you're doing your own thing <laughs> you know I'm, like, I'm out there on the field i really don't pay attention to the, to the stands and everything until you score a touchdown or something like that, or or you're on the sideline, in all honesty. But during the mix of you being on there and actually going through the plays, um, um, I really don't hear no type of fans until like everything stops. Um, as far as the physical play, I can't I can't pinpoint it. I'm pretty sure everybody out there. I feel like football is motivated by something. You know what I'm saying? I feel like most of the NFL players out there are self-motivated. It's that deep competition. Sure. Just just the driven fact that you don't want to lose. That's I mean, it. for me anyway, that would be it. If, if I'm playing against a random sport against anybody, I don't want to lose. I don't care what it is. Okay, now I'll let you all shine me. That's out. <laughs> yeah, or my thing go. is that you can just add another chip to your shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Like, you still playing for for your money, your, you know, your finances at the end of the day. So my thing is, hey, I'm trying to buy my mom something this 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 year. You feel what I'm saying? I need a, a little bit more motivation, and that's my motivation in order to get where she needs, you know, where I need her to get. And that's that is what it is. Like whatever gets you going at the end of the day, that's that's all that matters. I don't care really what it is, as long as you're out there and getting the job done. At the end of the day, we gonna need each other. If I'm saying, and if we ain't got no fans, um, I know it's competing, but we gonna make it as fun as it can be. So at the end of the day, we are gonna have to go out there, bite the bullet, and just enjoy it. I mean, I foresee them allowing maybe a few people, like executives and then hopefully family members media families for sure yeah. got to i know i want my daughter to experience I just, yeah i wanted to bring that up so it's gonna be her first season to watch her dad play football she's not gonna be very old but she'll remember we'll take some pictures anyway so you have a new baby girl leah yes i do have a new baby girl uh, my name is Aaliyah. um it's a blessing um does that change does that change kind of um that definition of fatherhood and that drive and that motivation to succeed even more for her and your family. For sure, for sure. Uh, 
I actually use her a lot of every day, pretty much as much as I can. When I get tired, when I got my last rep, you know what I'm saying, and I'm too too whooped to finish the last rep, I just remind myself I got a daughter and I got somebody I need to do it for besides my girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, I take care of my girl, but at the end of the day, like, now we have somebody physically that we got to take care of for the next 18 plus years. Someone that's depending on you. Exactly. Big responsibility. Um, so it's big. I mean, it put me in a different place. Um, opened my eyes to, to, to women in all honesty and, and, and just what they go through and things like that and just respecting the single moms out there. Um, because me and my girl together and it is difficult. You know, just having a baby and having those nights. So I can only imagine the the single dads and the single moms out there having to go through it. So I can only applaud them and give them respect for the most part. But um, it's it's fun in all honesty. Even when, when you have bad days, that baby find a way to make you smile, regardless of what you're going through. Um, if you need somebody to talk to, you know what I'm saying. You know she gonna listen. Probably can't respond the way you want her to respond, <laughs> but you know she's listening. Listen, she can't tell you to shut up either. So. You feel me? So you can keep going. So at the end of the day, it's, it's a blessing. It's, it's pros and cons to it, but it ain't too many cons. The only cons is the crying and the pooping. Yeah. Other than that, it's all blessings. Well, I've loved seeing you develop not only as a player, but into a dad. And I do, I do see that kind of sparkle in your eye now that wasn't there before. So it's very rewarding just even as a friend watching you go through this transformation and as we go to the next season, I am so excited to watch Marquise continue to do what he does best, and that is to be a good person, play football, and just be a friend to everyone. Thank you for always just being a perfect role model, and I say that from the bottom of my heart. You know, I appreciate you. Of course. Thank, thank you, you for coming by. Oh, thank you again <laughs> on the first episode. This yes, is lit. Yep. <laughs> we are done. Thank you.